Hello and you're very welcome along to the Content Academy podcast. My name is Phil McGrath and this is episode 56. So before I get into today's show, I just want to let you know it is Cyber Monday as this goes live and we have a ticket deal for you given the fact that it is Cyber Monday. You can get a ticket to our one day social media and blogging workshop which will be held here in Dublin in February 2017 and you can get a ticket for today only for 29 euro yes the ticket price for our last session were 79 euro but we're doing an offer today for cyber monday if you want to come along on the 25th of february to the uh, fitzwilliam hotel it's 29 euro until midnight to grab a hold of your ticket so you can head over to content.academy forward slash episode 56 for the show notes and you'll find a link in today's show notes where you can grab a ticket to our one day workshop but i must advise you it is only until midnight tonight so i do suggest you go and do that sooner rather than later but that's enough about that let's get into today's show You are listening to the Content Academy podcast where we teach online businesses how to create raving fans with their content. So let's get to it. Joined as I am every week by Paul Caffrey. Paul, what is up with it? What's up, Phil? Yeah, great weekend at the BloggerConf 2016. It was really nice to meet a lot of great people and uh, just coming down after the high of the event itself and being fortunate enough to, to talk at it as well. Yes, uh, for those of you who were following our social media feeds, you would have seen we were, of course, at Bloggers Conference 2016 here in Dublin. And not only that, we were lucky enough to be asked to speak at the event, which we were uh, greatly, greatly looking forward to. And uh, pleased to say, I think it went quite well, Paul. Yeah, well, there wasn't too many tomatoes thrown and not too much booing, you know, so that's always a good start. Uh, plenty of funny pictures taken, though. So thanks for everyone who took those photos and put them on Twitter because um, at various stages, we didn't realize that our faces were being plastered all over the monitors at the back uh, at random times when each other were speaking. So there's some very funny facial <laughs> expressions is. of me when you're making a real good point and I'm looking to the sky, looking a little silly and bored, but uh, some really funny photos. So I can't wait to see some of the captions that get put to them yeah well, there's, a, there's, a, there's a meme or two in there with, with a couple of those photographs yeah, I think. yeah yeah oh god phil's talking again <laughs> I think. but um, yeah we were lucky enough folks to be part of a panel called just one thing and the premise being that we wanted to share just one thing that we've learned over our blogging journeys that we thought the audience should know about now there was quite a few people on on this uh there was four of us on the panel on the stage and then there was a few more speakers brought up to also give their one thing and these people vary from backgrounds and niches and indeed the length of time they've been blogging so it's going to be really interesting to kind of share those out those one things with you guys yeah it's you know there's there was so much great pearls of wisdom shared as well um i have to say fair play to to dara uh from the irish bloggers group and also to to sue as well for pulling the the segment together uh, and getting all the people uh, I suppose in the room and and on stage discussing it so that was that was good fun um as regards our one thing it's probably worth us maybe discussing that now Phil what you reckon yeah sure why not what better way to kick off the show and we'll give you our segment from the bloggers conference and we'll go from there fantastic you're listening to the content academy podcast our one thing from the bloggers conference Paul tell the good people our one thing, not surprisingly, was great content. Da, so, da, da. 
surprise, surprise, everything <laughs> comes back to content. And although the technologies are changing, uh, the one constant is content. Because when we started out, you know, WhatsApp, Snapchat, Instagram didn't exist. Twitter was, was becoming a, a thing. It wasn't really... It was only starting to take off. You know, most blogs were only starting to, to get it in 2008. And no matter the way we see a technology that's going to come along, it's always going to change. It will give you some short-term wins, but ultimately it's content which will actually give you longevity and, and long-term success. Yeah, and that's that's the thing about it. You know, um, the reason we started Content Academy was having been blogging since 2008. We started to see a kind of... I don't want to say narrow-minded focus, but a kind of singular focus on the numbers, uh, the aesthetics of it all, rather than actually looking at the bigger picture. A lot of bloggers seem to be getting caught up on the amount of followers they have, rather than the the amount of people who are coming and actually reading their content, and they're trying to drive traffic to to their website without having consideration for what those people are going to do once they arrive on site. So that's really where it came out from. And our one thing at, at the conference was speaking about that and trying to trying to change the mindset a little bit that, to understand that it's not about the numbers, it's about the quality and what you're putting out there. And and kind of obviously, Paul, we we gave them some tips and advice that they could implement there and then to try and make their content a little bit more appealing. Yeah, we certainly did. And the first thing we challenged was, and this is something that you can think of now, think of that last piece of content that you wrote and what was the point of it? You know, not what the topic was, you know, not what the, the blog post was about, but what you were looking to get out of it. Were you hoping to get a subscriber? Were you hoping to get a comment? Were you just hoping to get somebody to actually read the post? Or maybe an email subscriber is probably the, the end game for most. And, you know, I suppose at the conference, we kind of asked people just kind of hold that thought as we went through a couple of things that I, I suppose could help you improve uh, your content straight away. And headlines was, was the first thing that we spoke about. And very simple, eight out of 10 people read headlines, but only two out of 10 people actually click them. And headlines themselves have the, the opportunity to increase your traffic by up to 500%, which is absolutely colossal. So we recommend writing 20 to 25 headlines per piece of content testing a number of headlines to see which ones get the best results so they stay on that piece of content long term and then using the rest for social media promotion so they don't necessarily go to waste moving on from that we spoke a little bit about hooks the hook is the first line of your blog post this is piece is crucially important because 50% of people who actually click through to read your content leave almost immediately they catch that first sentence i'm not interested i'm out of here so that's your opportunity to intrigue people, to compel them and to really make them want to read the rest of your content. So it needs to be witty. It can be a statement. It can be a question. It can really, you know, anything that drives intrigue or get, makes people want to move on and read the second line. Ultimately, that, that's really the goal of the hook. And most people just don't really pay too much attention to hooks. And similarly, most people don't pay too much attention to call to actions, which is the final thing that we spoke about. And when we're talking call to action, over 70% of blogs don't actually have a clear call to action. So the, the visitor who may have went through and read your content, it isn't immediately obvious what they should do next. And unless you give clear instructions for them to comment or to join your list or to read another blog post, which is maybe related, they'll just move on and continue about their day. And people are left scratching their heads wondering, 
you know, why am why am I getting these these poor results? Why am I not converting my calls to action as much as possible? And ultimately, it just comes down to the fact that we'll spend a lot of time creating our content, and that's absolutely key. Others will spend very little time creating. It'll be errors. It won't read very well. And they'll lose out straight away. And then it's kind of the the wrap, the hook, the interest to to get people actually interested in consuming the content. Most people spend little to no time doing that. Yeah, and that's that. That was the bones of it, folks. That was the real thing. And again, like I said at the conference, it sounds like a lot of work. I mean, you take the twenty-five headlines, for instance. A lot of them are going to be crap. You're not going to use some of them, you know. But it's the process of writing twenty-five. I guarantee you, within there, you're going to find some gold that you can use. So you change the headline in your article maybe once a week, once every two weeks, and see what's getting the most clicks. And the ones you're really not sure about, use them for your social media. So we use them to go out when you're promoting your article. So you can promote the same article six or seven times using a different headline. So that way, even when people see it, it's not immediately obvious that they're looking at the same article. So you're not going to annoy your followers because you keep putting out the same article with different headlines. And even if you had a different image, you could even use that. But just to focus on the headline side of things, and that's how, how we do it and we push it out and we change it around. And you can really see what resonates with your audience and what works and what can kind of optimize your click-through rates and even the hooks. Even if you're not too sure where to go with that, just start by asking a question. But it's not the answer to the question we're actually interested in. We are looking to uh, to basically make the reader feel like we understand their pain, their problem or frustration. And one of the, the examples that I always like to give is if we had a blog about um, bloggers and their social media. So we want to really kind of resonate with, with social media uh, users who are bloggers and are trying to drive traffic to their site. The question you would ask was, do you feel like you're spending too much time on social media and not getting the results you think you deserve? Now, it's a very easy question to answer. I guarantee no matter what niche you're in, a lot of your followers will go, yeah, I spend a lot of time on social media and I'm not getting the results I think I deserve. So straight away, they, they agree with you. There, there's a, a kind of a reasoning there that, yeah, okay, well, they understand my problem. This means they must have a solution. And if you can define the problem better than your target audience, they will automatically assume you have a solution. So they will continue to read. So even just by asking a question like that, you can get the reader to move on down through your article. And finally, then your call to action, as Paul says, very, very clear, very, very concise. But think about having some fun with it. Maybe your call to action is actually an image. So if you can create a nice image that has a couple of arrows in it, maybe it's a GIF, maybe it's a video, something like that that stands out, that's out of the ordinary, but make sure it's extremely clear and choose only one. And as I said, it sounds like a lot of work, but Paul, it can be done. Yeah, you'd be surprised, especially even just focusing on the headlines at how quick it starts to come the first four or five you're scratching around and then the, by the, when you hit like kind of 15 20 25 those headlines are completely different to what you started with generally and they're they're the clever headlines they're the ones that suck people in and you know the results speak for themselves and at one point you made phil which i thought was quite pertinent is that if you don't have time to actually you know do this with your content then perhaps you need to scale back the amount of content you produce instead of having, say, 50 average posts, have 25 absolutely quality pieces of information, great blog posts. And that's going to get you a lot better results than just having some 50 mediocre 
blog posts out there which will just drive mediocre results so that was our one thing yeah. um, um and it, just and just on that point paul the, that last point you just made clearly resonated very much with the audience because i was tracking some of the social media after the event um and kind of seeing what people have been saying not only about us but about the event in general and, and everyone else that spoke and uh that got quoted quite a bit from uh from you paul the uh i believe the quote on the day was average content gets average results but great content can open the door to great opportunity and uh, that was quoted quite a few times so uh, it certainly resonated with the audience in the room and hopefully it will resonate with you guys at home that that's what we're aspiring to even if it does mean reducing the amount of content we're pumping out every week or month absolutely and on that note i suppose it's probably time to move on yeah let's head on over to katrina redmond katrina was one of the speakers at the event and her one thing was slow blogging so let's hand it over to katrina and she'll explain to you all about that you are listening to the content academy podcast yeah so as i said we have katrina redmond from wholesomeireland.com and uh, you were with us on the panel at bloggers conference and your one thing tell the good people what was it well, I wanted to ask people at Blogger Conference if they had heard of slow blogging, which is, I suppose is the antithesis of what um, blogging conferences are all about. I often find at blogging conferences, people talk about working with brands, how to get more views, how to improve on your social media. And very often um, they're advised to blog more. And what I wanted to do was ask people whether they'd be willing to blog less but improve the quality, what I, which I suppose is very close to what your guy, you guys, what the Content Academy's mantra would be. Um, the idea of slow blogging, I suppose, is it, the, the term slow blogging is lent from the term slow food. I'm ultimately a food blogger, so slow food is something that is very close to my heart. And the idea is, is that you hone your craft. You take time to develop what you're going to produce and you wait until you've got I suppose the the best content that you can make, it's good enough to, to share and then you share. So you don't put yourself under the restraints of a blogging schedule, although you do blog when you have inspiration. So let's say, for example, you sit down and you're completely inspired and you come up with five blog posts that you're delighted with. Well, you're not going to like turf them all out on the one day because that'd be absolute madness. It's at that point then that you'd plug them into a schedule and yeah. you'd drip feed them out to your readers over a certain period of time. But the idea is that you blog using the inspiration that you have and you don't make any apologies for when you don't blog. That's one that's a bear of mine. I hate reading blogs and the first line is, I'm so sorry it's been five weeks since I last blogged. I'm really not interested in how long it's been since you last blogged i'm interested in what your content is and and that's the same idea when it comes to slow blogging it's all about your content is king so take your time make sure you get it right and the knock-on benefits from that are that you'll notice an improvement in your social life in your personal life in your family life you'll have a lot an awful lot more time to yourself because you're only blogging when you feel inspired so you don't feel really really tied into this schedule that can be punishing for an awful lot of bloggers particularly like most bloggers would not blog full-time would be involved in the blogging world full-time I realized that I would be um unusual in that in, in that regard um but when you don't, when you have to fit blogging in around your personal life and your social life, if you have a schedule to stick to, um, where does your social life come in and where does your personal life comes come in? Um, and it can be quite detrimental to your your mental health, to to your whole self, 
I mean, my blog is an extension of myself. Um, but I, I, there was points over the last year where I felt like my blog was everything. Where was I in kind of what I was doing? So it was that point I started hearing about slow blogging and I'd be very familiar with slow food because I practiced that myself anyway. And I was kind of like, what are you at? Like, why on earth? Are, are you and I'm talking to myself like why on earth are you punishing yourself by putting yourself through this schedule regime when when it's not benefiting you and it's certainly not benefiting your readers so when you blog using this inspiration and you take this inspiration that you have and you blog from the heart you make a much better connection with your readers so so you've got a much more valuable connection a much more valuable engagement and ultimately that will benefit you and your blog because if you want to work with say brands or if you want to do other things with your blog going forward having a much better connection and much better engagement benefits you ultimately So, I mean, that really is, is summed up uh, beautifully there, Katrina. Um, and I guess if there was, I suppose, one tip to kind of help people um, maybe be a little bit regimented and actually do that, what would it be? Um, ditch your schedule. <laughs> no, I don't mean I don't mean literally ditch your schedule. Keep your schedule to one side. Don't be restrained by your schedule blog when you feel inspiration um, if you're a if you're a fashion blogger well then blog when you feel in, in inspired by the style that you're working with if you're a food blogger like me blog when you feel inspired by recipes or maybe a meal that you've eaten don't feel that you're ruled by oh gosh I have to put a blog post up every Monday and actually if you are a blogger and you're a member of say blogging Facebook groups and you'll probably see you know daily threads if you're an Irish blogger you'll see the daily thread and the Irish Facebook the Irish Facebook group for Irish bloggers and you will notice that the Monday thread in the Facebook group is at least 40% bigger than the other days of the week and that's because most bloggers put themselves under pressure to blog on a Monday and um, readers become saturated. Yeah absolutely so I mean look there's some really nice stuff there and I've actually been been looking at your, at your website uh, in the while you were chatting there as well and the crochetti spaghetti looks awesome so I'm definitely going to try cook that up and see how I go. <laughs> yeah. um, but Thank you very much for sharing that, Katrina. Um, if people want to reach out to you on social media or, or your website, where can they find you? Um, they'll find me at wholesome.ie. Um, Twitter and Snapchat and Pinterest, I'm wholesome.ie. And Facebook and uh, Instagram, I'm, I'm wholesome Ireland. But just um, like just take a look at what you're doing and, and blog from the heart more. And everybody values that. I think that's really important. Excellent stuff. Katrina, thank you very much for coming on and sharing your one thing. We'll have, make sure to have links to uh, all of your social and indeed your website so people can check out those fantastic uh, recipes. I'm getting hungry just looking at this. Uh, but we'll <laughs> Cheers, make, lads. We'll, uh, we'll make sure there's links to those in today's show notes for people. And uh, Katrina, best of luck with the slow blogging. We'll be keeping a very close eye on it. You are listening to the Content Academy podcast. We have Adam on the line from thisboyknows.com. Adam, how the hell are you? Hi, how are you? Uh, I tell you, it was a very interesting conference on Saturday, and uh, I really enjoyed uh, all of the all of the talkers that were there and some of the the speeches that were given. Um, but the the one thing panel that we we took part in um was particularly interesting, I suppose. Really, as we've been finding out through speaking to everyone else, was to get every everyone's different perspective on things and uh, i suppose for our audience who may not be familiar with you you might just give them a bit of background and then uh, let us know what was your one thing 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my name is Adam and I'm from thisbynose.com. So that's my own personal fashion and lifestyle blog. So other than blogging, I'm a mental health writer and a seachange.ie ambassador. So I started out earlier this year um, sharing my mental health story with Mental Health Ireland picked it up first and then it kind of went all over Ireland and the UK with different mental health organizations. So um, that gained me a bit of a following and I kind of always had the interest in fashion and kind of just social media in general. So I bit the bullet and kind of just started my own blog. Um, so when that was just in April of this year. So it's been really good so far and I couldn't have asked for any better success in such short time. But I suppose when I was asked to do the just one thing at the blogger conf, um, I thought of many things, but the one thing that I said at the blog conf that stuck out to me the most was the lack of male bloggers. So at the conference, um, as you just said, we all got up and spoke. So there's about 250 people there. And I asked how many of the bloggers, how many people there, sorry, were male bloggers and eight people raised their hands. And I think myself and Paul were two of those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I would have been one. So that would have been nine. Um, so as well, I know there was some stuff on Twitter after the talk and I, w I wasn't by any means tearing down women who blog. And by no means was I saying men have it harder because yeah. it's an industry dominated by women. It was just kind of an observation of why isn't there as many male bloggers. And what I thought is maybe it's because blogging was never an option when picking a career in school. And I spoke about that on Saturday that we were never told of the courses in digital marketing or social media because we were told you wouldn't go anywhere with those kind of courses. And even now, there's still kind of a lot of perceptions surrounding being a blogger, whether you're male or female. Um, I know I said Saturday, like when I started out, there was questions on sexuality, education, background or overall why I wanted to do it. And. I said that my just one thing for the blog conference is why not? And that kind of applies to both men and women. Um, especially in 2016, blogging is such a huge thing, such a huge thing. And many do it for pleasure and hobby, but it's still a business for many of us. Um, it is hard work and it does require education like any other job. Um, but I really think if you have the passion and the drive and the determination and everything that goes with it, then why not just do it? Like I'm only at eight months and I've had, as I said, I've had more success than I could dream of in this short amount of time. Yeah, so my just one thing was just ignore the perceptions. Why not blog and why not make a career out of it and turn your passion into a business? And I absolutely love it. Don't think about it. Just go and do it. If it yeah, works, exactly. it works. If it doesn't, you're no worse off than where you are. So Adam, listen, thank you very much for coming on and sharing your no one problem. thing. I know people are going to get a lot of great value when they listen back to this. And for anyone who wants to reach out and say hello and get you on social media, where can they get you? So on Twitter and Instagram, I'm at AC underscore Dispinos and Snapchat, I am Mr. Ad Coleman. And Facebook is just this by nose. Excellent stuff. We'll make sure to have links to all of those in today's show notes, folks. And so no I need to scramble for a pen. Adam, it was an absolute pleasure to meet you on Saturday. It was great to share the stage with you. And uh, we'll catch up with you again soon. Perfect. Thanks so much. You are listening to the Content Academy podcast. Yes, so um, we have Sinead from The Beautiful Truth on the line. Sinead was also part of our One Thing panel at the Bloggers Conference. Sinead, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you guys? Yep, great. Uh, it was it was a fun event. I I liked what you were talking about as well. I thought it was uh, quite insightful. So, um, Facebook is my my little baby. I have to say it's my uh my passion because everybody else goes towards all the other social medias. I do like to be that little bit different. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. And you've got over sixty eight thousand uh, likes on your on your Facebook page, which is is also really impressive too. So well done on that. Thank you. Um. So yeah, I mean, Sinead, do you want to share what you spoke about at the event? 
Yeah, so for me, like Facebook is a really big monster and it's like a monster that people find it hard to tackle. And I think for people, there's a huge, people get really discouraged when they're not seeing a reach on Facebook that their their likes deserve. But for me with Facebook, you really have to work with it. Facebook is kind of like a man. <laughs> you really have to okay, give it go on. <laughs> tender, loving care to get anything back from it. <laughs> so um, I could buy into yeah. that. <laughs> so for me when I got up to talk about Facebook I really could have spoken for a long long time as I said there's an awful lot of bits and pieces to it but I kind of narrowed it down to the three C's because for me if you t- keep to these you will get reach like I have on a kind of a normal month my reach would be 1.5 ish up or down either side by 100,000, 1.5 million. But like when I really work at it, I could easily reach 2.2, 2.3 million people. Um, and it's just using these three C's. So do you want me to let you know what they are? Please Absolutely. do. So the first one would be consistency. Now I know there are other bloggers that really were not about consistency, but if you want to work Facebook, you have to be consistent. There's no ifs, buts or maybes. It's about like, finding the time that your audience is online and scheduling posts that for those times, because really with Facebook, you do have to be posting quite a bit during the day and nobody really has time for that. So I schedule a lot of my posts. Um, as a result, I think I schedule about six posts a day. Um, three or four of those would be old blog posts. One of them would be a new blog post and then any kind of memes or memes or whatever way you kind of pronounce that or makeup releases or even just funny things that I see I have the most random Facebook page ever but definitely consistency would be the first one and the next one then would be content because I think like for me the beauty market is really really saturated and there's an awful lot of beauty fatigue because the beautiful truth um is a beauty blog I mean who isn't a beauty blogger at this stage but um you really need to find content to make you stand out and that is kind of how I have generated so many likes on my page is being that little bit different so there's different ways that you can generate content so obviously Facebook live is a big thing at the moment and the reason it's so big and so many people are doing it is it's the one um kind of what way would I put it one bit of media that um Facebook are not clamping down their algorithm on because with anything else like let's say you just post a photograph of anything at all Facebook are not going to show that to everybody but your Facebook Live will go up into their um into their stream. So Facebook Live is a great one. Haven't done it myself because, as I said, I have a tendency to curse and I'm a little bit afraid of what I say on it. Um, next one is just like video content. So like little videos of like product memes. A big one is to share from other people's page. So if you guys on the Content Academy had something that I liked, instead of me just copying and pasting it on from my own page, onto my own page, if I shared from your Facebook page, Facebook, again, kind of reward you for being generous in that way. It's also really good for community just to kind of, like, there's no point, as I said, with a big Facebook like that I, or big Facebook following that I have, I don't want to be like, yeah, I've loads of followers, Beck the rest of you, you can stay down there. I like to, like, help other people out, so I will always, um, share from other people's uh, Facebook pages. Keep posting all old posts. And if you find something funny, share it because the likelihood is somebody else will find it funny. And, um, and then the last one is chat. And as you can probably tell, there's no surprising that I like to chat. <laughs> I we like ourselves. <laughs> yeah. But um, 
for me, I see so many people do this. They set up a Facebook page, they get a good following from maybe somebody else sharing, and then they just don't engage with their readers. Like, don't talk at me, talk with me type of a thing. Like I recently helped um, somebody out and I helped them set up a page. I told them exactly what to do. They got a good following because I shared on my page. And then they did nothing and they haven't done anything for two weeks. And I was like, you've lost your momentum. Like it's, you, you just need to engage with your audience and don't kind of stand up on a pedestal when you're talking to them. Like, I mean, if you see something and like, I'm just after sharing a picture of a pair of shoes, right? And this will probably go over your head, but they look like the Manolo Blahniks from Sarah Jessica Parker's wedding in Sex and the City. And I was like, oh my God, I need these. And everybody else is commenting underneath already that hasn't reached nearly 40,000. And I posted it about a half an hour ago. Um, so things like that, just be real. If a, co- a reader takes time to comment on a post belong to you, they deserve a reply. Well, I, well, within reason, like you can't reply to everybody. But like if somebody asks a question, answer them. That will bring people, more people back to your page as well. And it will show again that you're not like this untouchable blogger. You're just a normal person because everybody is, it doesn't matter how successful a blogger is, they are still a person at the end of the day. And we need to leave our notions at the door, I think. Um, and then just keep your posts engaging. Like if you think it's interesting, post it. It doesn't matter if you're talking about fried eggs or beauty products or anything. Somebody will find it interesting if you do. So yeah, I've kind of thrown a lot of information there. I'm really sorry. I talk really fast and an awful lot. No, it was really, really good. It's, uh, I mean, if you think about it, it's, it's uh, the, bi- the big highlight I'm saying is be cool, you know? Be cool yeah. with your Facebook page Don't be a and dick. you'll be rewarded. Like, there's enough dicks in the world. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just see it so often online. I see people post stuff. And I'm like, oh, lads, really? Like, really? <laughs> yeah, that's it, isn't it? Don't be a dick. There you go. Don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah, listen, exactly. I, th- I think that's I think that's exactly how we should caption that one. And uh, Sinead, I don't know if you've had a chance to see it yet. This could be news to you, but we'll break it to you live on the show. Um, I just published our our seven key takeaways from the bloggers conference and uh yours was definitely one of them and that was of course your uh your little chat there about it if you find it funny share it if you find it interesting share that also and i thought that was something oh, thank that you may so have... much i really appreciate that but the reason i the reason i shared it it's not out of generosity it's because it's good quality information i think a lot of people seem to overlook that that uh, they were all about pushing our blog posts pushing our podcast pushing our images it's all trying to drive traffic <sighs> drive traffic drive traffic but yet we don't show any personality and uh, by doing yeah. things like that you show a lot of personality to your readers and again like you said if you find a funny chances are they'll find a funny their friends yeah. will find a funny and it will actually bring its own reach even when you're not trying to promote absolutely like i'm number one in google across so many different topics with bloggers beauty bloggers and i've sat down with somebody and now i'm not brilliant on the whole seo front and i couldn't understand i was like how he he says that my um whatever my Google stuff was powerful enough and I couldn't understand why. And then we figured it out. It's because I interact on Facebook and I post regularly enough. Like I'm not completely consistent on the blog page and that together has really, really helped with my, um, my Google like rankings and things like that. You just, it's just about being a person and not being a blogger. That's how I really think it is. 
Boom. Well, you know what? I think that's a great place to wrap it up, Sinead. Thank you very much for coming on and sharing your one thing with us. And uh, I think we'll have to get you back on for a full length episode. I think 10 or 15 (laughs) minutes isn't going to do you any justice whatsoever. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll try and arrange that sooner rather than later, but we'll chat to you soon. You are listening to the Content Academy podcast. We have Amanda from spiderworking.com with us. Amanda, great to meet you on Saturday at the One Thing panel. And I suppose before we get into your one thing, you might just give our audience a little bit of background on you. So where you started and what you're up to at the moment. Yeah, I'm a social media, digital marketing, content marketing, whatever you want to call it, a trainer and consultant. I've been doing this for eight years in this business. Prior to that, prior to the recession, I ran a corporate gifts company, which is obviously not a recession-friendly business, but I was blogging back then as well, and I was doing social media then. So when it became clear that corporates weren't going to buy gifts anymore, I looked at where my skills laid and what I could do. And um, I've been really lucky because social media and digital marketing training and consultation helped me get through the recession, and I'm still doing it. And doing it very well, I might add. Thank you. And I should probably promote my website, which is spiderworking.com, where I have a blog. I focus mostly on blogging for small business, but lots of other social media and digital marketing tips as well. Excellent. And uh, like everybody we feature, we'll make sure to have links to all of your stuff in today's show notes. So Amanda, tell the good people, what was your one thing from the Bloggers Conference panel? One thing was measurement. And it's important because it happened to me recently and it's happened to me a whole lot. And that's when I spend a lot of time doing my content marketing and um, it can be time consuming. And as business owners, we know we don't have time. And sometimes I find myself sitting down and thinking, is this all worth it? Am I just doing this as a hobby, really? Should I be spending more time somewhere else trying Mm. to get more business? And that's that's really awful. I think it happens to a lot of businesses. Luckily, this has happened to me a lot over the last eight years. So I am prepared for it. And it's really having a goal and having um, a measurement plan that keeps me going when I feel like that. Because I have a, a long term goal now that I'm aiming towards, I have a plan to get me there. And every week, 6am, I sit down and I do do my statistics. And um, that shows me how I'm progressing towards my goal. So that's my one thing. There's different statistics you can look at as well. It's very easy to get bogged down. People talk about vanity statistics being followers and likers. And I think we're kind of mean because I use that term as well. I think it's kind of a mean term because, of course, you need an audience. If you don't have an audience, then you are wasting your time. Nobody's reading your stuff. So, you know, that is an important part. But you need to make sure they're the right people know where do they live do they live uh, do they fit into the type of person you want to read your blog the type of customer that you want and that's the sort of information you can get from facebook insights you can get from twitter analytics and my favorite which is google analytics also because old school bloggers like me probably get a lot of traffic from google itself or from search engines but we spend a lot of time on social media marketing too so within google analytics you can see which social media channels are driving the most traffic. But more importantly, how valuable is that traffic? Are people staying on your site for a minute, two minutes, 30 seconds or zero seconds? How many pages are they looking at? And that can help you determine which social networks are actually working best for you and where you should be spending your time. 
Yeah, and that was I was just about to ask in, in terms of the measurables, what you really keep a close eye on. You've kind of pretty much answered that for me. But I, does, I mean, I know myself, I'm guilty of kind of overlooking some of the stats. We'll go in and have a look at the higher level stuff in our Google Analytics. So maybe we'll look at the landing pages and the exit pages. And we'll try and figure out the customer journey in between from when they come into the blog to when they leave. Is there one particular analytic that religiously, regardless of what you're tracking, you will always check? Well, I do always check my um, unique visitors. That's That's been a constant. And it really does depend on your goals. So currently, I'm trying to increase the number of repeat visitors because this time last year, I was probably getting a lot more traffic. But it was all coming from Brazil and India and places that don't sit in my target market. And it mm. was just coming to look at, I've got a lot of how-to content, which is great for driving traffic. But once they found out how-to, they, don't they left. Yeah. Yeah. And even if they stayed around, there wasn't much I have to offer them. So I've been really focusing on getting a more, when I say local audience, America and Australia couldn't be further away. And they fit into my my local audience as well. But... Um, that's what I'm focusing on when I'm looking at who's visiting and I'm trying to get them to come back because the more they come back, the more they trust you, the more they'll buy from you. From a blogger's perspective as well, because not all bloggers are business people like me, they are wanting to connect with PRs. Yes. And a lot of PRs care about the statistics. They care about how many likes you've got, how many followers on Instagram. And so it makes sense to build a large audience there. But the really good ones, like, some of the ones that were at BloggerConf were talking about the quality of the bloggers rather than looking specifically at the numbers. Are they actually reaching the people that they want to reach with their blog posts? So if you want to be really successful, if you want to kind of go for success, you really need to know that information, know who you're trying to target and make sure you are within your Google Analytics and the other analytics sites. Just I have one more question for you, because something you just hit on, and we've probably run over on this already, but it's intrigued me enough. You said you made a shift um, to try and get more repeat visitors, if I can even get the words out. Um, Was that a case of changing your concept around the content? Were you shifting from more evergreen content or um, how did you kind of move the content to make sure you were getting more people in? Yeah, I made a a massive change to my blog just over a year ago. I was actually doing my stats this morning and I was going, can't believe I've been doing this religiously every week for over a year. Um, But I made a big change in my content. I used to be a lot more haphazard. Now I have a very solid content plan. I have a podcast that goes out once a week. I have a video blog that goes out once a week, but they're not just a podcast and a video. They have blog posts attached to them. So, you know, they're, they're not just that. And having that means that I can be a lot more in-depth, particularly on my podcast, which is about small business blogging. I'm very in-depth with both the podcast content and the blog posts I put along with it. Now, devastatingly to me, I don't get thousands of visits to those uh, pages, but those are my repeat visitors. And they're the same people that come and visit those pages over and over again, that watch my Facebook lives, that respond to my emails, that tweet at me, that share my content. And that's such a valuable audience to have. They're the real people that are shouting about your business. So I'm kind of happy about how it's going, even though I did have to watch. I I killed one particular blog post that was bringing in a quarter of the traffic to my site, but it was all spammy. So it is kind of heart-wrenching to see your stats go down like that. But at the same time, I know I did it and I did it for a reason. (laughs) Really, really enjoyed that, Amanda. Thank you very much for sharing that with us today. Thank you.
You are listening to the Content Academy Podcast. We have Katia from properfood.ie. Not only is Katia the brains behind properfood.ie, but she is also our wonderful admin over on the Irish Bloggers Group. And uh, there's been no drama llama as of yet in uh, quite a while, but she is the all-seeing eye when it comes to the Irish Bloggers Facebook group. I do suggest if you haven't joined that group, if you're based here in Ireland, or indeed if you are an expat living somewhere else, get in on that group come say hi and uh katia will show you the ropes and what you should and shouldn't do katia how are you i'm good i'm good how are you sir yeah great listen still getting over the weekend um was a great conference i have to say fair play to emma o'farrell she put on a great show with the amazing lineup of speakers and um katia you were also part of our one thing panel that we spoke about and I suppose just before we get into your one thing, you might just give our audience a bit of background on you, a bit of context. So kind of where you started and what you're at the moment. Right. OK, so I started um, nearly three years ago now in January 2014. The reason so my my blog obviously is a cooking blog. And the reason I started it was just to have somewhere to start putting my recipes because I'm a really bad handwriter. I'm a very fast typer. So that's how it all started for me. I um, learned to write better recipes along the way, take better pictures, made some foodie friends around Dublin and Ireland. It's been a nice ride. Yeah, and uh, I'm getting hungry just looking at some of the <laughs> pictures. <laughs> um, I'm particularly liking the comfort food, but uh, I'll try and <laughs> I'll try and steer clear of that for the moment. So I suppose, Katia, let's uh, get into your one thing. Uh, tell us, what was it? So my one thing was really, it came from having judged at the blog awards this year and having gone through through so many blogs and a fair few of them are doing the same thing over and over and it's easily fixed. So a lot of blogs are not too easy to navigate, we'll say. They're not the clearest. It's not obvious what the person is talking. Well, not not majorly obvious what they're wanting to say to you. So I have a few practical tips, I guess. The first one is to shop around for the right theme. So, you know, we'll have WordPress or or maybe something similar to WordPress and you need to find the right fit for you. So some people like a lot of squares around the, you know, the, the screen. Some others might like something a bit more animated. Just find what suits you, what makes sense to you. Maybe show your blog to a couple of your friends that don't actually know what you write about and see whether they can actually describe it in a sentence. If they can't, maybe you need to shop around some more. I love that idea. Okay. Um, so another good tip as well is to have different sections organized maybe in your team. So you might, I don't know, if you're a fashion blogger, you might have your winter clothes or your outfit of the day section or your shoes or, you know, make it easy to search. Make it kind of obvious and easy to go from one blog post to the next. Um, also have a search function. It's a simple one, but an awful lot of people don't have that. So if I don't know how to navigate your your blog and there isn't a search function i'm going to walk away from it because i won't know to i won't know how to get to where i want to get to yeah so that's quite a big one which means that you also mean you you quite need to tag your blog posts in a way that makes sense for somebody who is going to search your blog yeah and that's a big one i think a lot of people don't use tags correctly or in fact don't even use them at all 
less and less it would seem um people just seem to think oh well it's a blog post so it goes under blog and when they people top blog it's in there but it's buried on a layer and layer and layer that's it and uh any more uh a couple more um another one is that you should only ever show a teaser of your article show a good picture show the first couple of first sentences but that's it don't give your full blog post on your opening page. If you do, nobody's going to click through it. It means that you will never know which one is your most popular post on your blog. Your stats will be all funny. Um, basically, just give somebody something to click through for. Invite them in. Yep. Get them to stay on the site to kind of go from one post to the next. Have posts that are related to each other, linked to each other as well. And then finally, the last one is about your about you section. Make sure it tells us something a bit personal. Just don't say where you live, what your age is. Just give us give us something a bit different. Yeah, absolutely. You've got to stand out from the crowd. So having something a little bit more interesting about you rather than just your standard bio of, you know, 24-year-old student who loves fashion and makeup or whatever it might be. God, we're kind of picking on the old fashion lifestyle bloggers, <laughs> but uh, they are more prevalent these days, so they get, a, well, they get a lot more press. Not even that. It's just think of it that this is not a Twitter bio. You actually can say as much as you want, so make it count yeah absolutely and if i could just add to that also that it uh, might be no harm in telling your readers what they can expect from your blog as well not just about you which is yes it's going to be interesting because they want to know the personality behind the blog but also they want to know what they can get from you if they do tune in week in week out day in day out or whatever it might be however often you decide to publish so bear that in mind as well can do you have an elevator pitch for your blog do you if someone was to ask you what your blog is about can you uh Tell them in 30, 60 seconds, how can you sum up your blog and what they're going to get? So I really, really like those caddies. Some great pieces of advice there. Anyone else who's looking for more, how can they reach out? How can they get in touch? Where can they get a hold of you? They can find me in the Irish bloggers group. They can find me in the Irish food bloggers group. And they can find me at properfood.ie or at kathia at properfood.ie. Excellent stuff. We'll make sure to have links to all of those in today's show notes. Kadia, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. You are listening to the Content Academy podcast. We have Donna on the line from DMC Food Services. Donna was, of course, also part of our Just One Thing panel at Blogger Conference this past weekend. Donna, how are you? I'm fine, thanks, Phil. It's good to be here. Yeah, listen, thanks very much for uh, coming on and sharing your one thing again uh, with our audience and those people who missed uh, the great panel at Bloggers Conference. I suppose just for uh, for a bit of context, you might just give our audience a bit of background on you, so where you started and uh, what indeed you're blogging about at the moment. Okay, so DMC Food Services is uh, my company and my blog, DMC Food Services, complements my company. What I do in the blog is I take um, products that are uh, new to market, maybe innovative, um, but products that represent um, all the good things in the food market in Ireland. And then I do a spotlight Sunday with them at the moment. Um, so that that's really taking products, um, seeing how they work. We, we review them, we give them a score. And we uh, test their appearance, their packaging, um, how, how they taste, and just how easy it is to actually use the products. Excellent stuff. And 
Your one thing, Donna, I thought was very, very interesting at the uh, Bloggers Conference. Would you mind going over that again for our wonderful listeners, please? Sure. My one thing is um, really about community. And we are a community as bloggers. Um, And really, I just wanted people to think about what they were putting out um, into uh, cyberspace. So um, just a few guidelines. Once you put it out there, it is out there. Um, Share the love and be mindful of other people. Um, You can give an opinion, but remember, it, it is only your opinion. And then, you know, not necessarily does everybody have to agree with you. Um, I think one thing that's really important is that, um, you know, if somebody has spent a long time actually putting a blog together, you know, taking photos, uh, actually researching the article or the blog before they they actually write it, um, you know, we, we we can maybe make a comment, but we don't have to actually hurt people by what we say. So I think really it's not that we don't um, pass comment or a negative thought. It's just that we need to be mindful about how we say it and what we do say. Um, The other thing that uh, we did at the blogger event was um, 50 blogs. So 50 blogs is an idea that I had. Um, I was trying to think what could I do that would be of real value on Saturday? Um, so I thought, what if we got 50 blogs and we took those 50 blogs and we got them to like everybody else within those 50 blogs? Therefore, we could get something like um, two and a half thousand impacts um, just by liking each other's blogs. And one of the hardest things um, for bloggers is actually to get um, enough likes or enough follows um, to actually uh, make a difference to their blogs. So that's that was my one thing. But Donna, listen, thank you very much for coming on and sharing your one thing. It's been an absolute pleasure to meet you on Saturday and thanks again for coming on. Um, I know a lot of our audience are going to get some great value out of that and uh, we'll chat to you again soon. That's great, Phil. Thanks a lot. For- you are listening to the Content Academy Podcast. We have Laura on the line from Laura's Views YouTube channel. Laura is, of course, a vlogger who is a vegan, and this is predominantly what she speaks about. And we were lucky enough to be joined also on stage by her um, at the Bloggers Conference to talk about our one thing. Laura, how are you? Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. Not at all, not at all. Paul, we had some good fun on the day. Uh, Laura was on part of the panel with us uh, as we were talking about our one thing, and uh, it was quite interesting. Yeah, certainly was. It was good fun uh, sitting up there chatting away. Um, Laura, I suppose, you know, you, you spoke for a while. Everybody got very engaged. You could see that there were some people that were maybe half paying attention in the room that kind of fully switched on as you started to speak. So uh, I think it probably makes sense for you to share that one thing. Yeah, but before we do, you might just give our audience a bit of background. So kind of where you started and what you're at. Well, that's that's a story and a half, but I'll try and condense it. Uh, my name's Laura. I'm originally from Carlo, living in Dublin. The bones are 10 years now, which makes me feel geriatric. <laughs> um, I started out on this social media thing about two years ago. I started a YouTube channel where I talk 
talked all about makeup and beauty and that sort of stuff. And recently I've kind of ventured away from that and I've talked more about health and lifestyle and diet and fitness and that sort of thing. So my channel has kind of veered off in that direction and that's kind of what I Snapchat and I tweet and Facebook and Instagram about as well. But I still have a few of the little makeup uh, videos there just to throw back to the to the OG Laura's views. So that's basically me in a nutshell. Excellent stuff. And tell our audience, what was your one thing on the day? My one thing on the day was less technically minded. So when everyone on the stage was talking about the technical stuff, I was like, oh God, my thing is just going to be so basic. But I feel like it added a little bit of um, a little bit of variety as well. People ask me all the time, like, what's your strategy for social media? And I was very baffled by that for the longest time. Like, what do they mean with strategy? And what, what I later learned was that they asked me, how did I build my following? And I didn't use any strategy. The only thing I could pin it down to and the feedback I get from my followers is the fact that I show personality. And that's what I encourage everyone to do. I feel like a lot of bloggers are stuck at the moment in this rut where they feel like their content is not getting out. There's an oversaturation at the moment and they're finding it really hard to break through and get followers. And I'm not saying that you have to do anything completely wacky or off the charts controversial, but I feel like showing your personality is one of one of the only ways at the moment that you really can differentiate yourself from the next 200 bloggers that are sitting beside you, you know, that kind of way. So my advice to bloggers would be to show personality. Don't just be very clinical about whatever you're blogging about because people will come for the facts, true. When they search for a review on whatever, they will find you, but they will only stick around if they like your personality and they'll come back for more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And it is so, so true. And it's something we've said on the podcast time and time again. I really don't care whether um, it's us you learn from or it's somebody else. The problem, the thing you should do is find someone you like, someone you resonate with and go and learn as much as you can from them to help you further on your blogging journey. So I really like that, Laura, the fact that you can give a bit of personality and people want to see that. They want to see the real you. They don't want to see the, the scripted non-entity that is every other blogger that's in that space. They want to see what makes you special, what makes you different and what goes wrong. They love bloopers as well. And I believe you like to leave yours in. Yeah. And I I feel like that's what gets me the most comments and feedback from people. They're like, I love seeing the bloopers that you're cursing at something that isn't going right or, or whatnot, as opposed to just sitting there and just being very clinical. And this is this and it's this color and it will last this long and whatever and whatnot. People really enjoy seeing something a little bit different. Yeah, no, it's completely true. Paul, it's uh, it's one of those things we do it as well with the podcast. We try, we don't really edit it. It's what comes out is what what gets published, I suppose. And it seems to work really well. Yeah, yeah I like absolutely. it. Um, well, yeah, no, it's all cool. I think with the, the personality piece, even just looking at your YouTube channel and just seeing the, even the covers for your videos there, Laura, you know, um, they're, they're really entertaining and funny in their own right, you know, so even that is going to stand out and the personality is coming through there so you'll get more people clicking and even just looking at a video that you have there I haven't watched it yet but from one day ago and already you've, you've already got over 2,000 people haven't watched it so obviously the personality shining through is working very very well and I think that's the key reason so many people paid attention to you on the day so thanks for sharing that thanks for having me on the podcast lads yeah and before we let you off the line tell our audience where can they get a hold of you Where what are your social media handles and indeed your YouTube channel my YouTube channel is basically if you search 
on the YouTube search bar, Laura's Views. I'll pop up first as your first suggestion. On Facebook, same thing again. Type in Laura's Views. Um, and Snapchat is Laura's Views, all one word with no break in between the two words. They're my main platforms. Excellent. And I tell you what, Laura, if you will be good enough to send us over your Snap code, we'll make sure to include it in today's show notes so people can just scan it and uh, join you on your Snapchatting journey. Deadly. Thanks so much. Excellent. Laura, it's been a pleasure. We'll chat to you soon. Talk to you soon, guys. Thanks. You are listening to the Content Academy podcast. Yes, so there you have it, folks, our full rundown of speakers from Bloggers Conference 2016. I hope you got as much value out of that as we did. It was a little bit longer than most of our usual podcasts, but there's a quite a bit in there. So if you've gotten through all of that, you really done well. Uh, I'm sure some of you may have even broke that down into a couple of sittings. But anyway, I do highly recommend you head over to our show notes page today. Those can be found at content.academy forward slash episode 56. Episode 56 for all of the show notes and links to all of our great speakers and guests from today's show. And don't forget... You have a limited time available to get your hands on a ticket to our next workshop, which is the 25th of February 2017 in the Fitzwilliam Hotel here in Dublin. And we are doing a Cyber Monday deal for those tickets for just €29. So you can head over to today's show notes, find a link to get your ticket for that price. But it is only available until midnight, the 28th of November, as this goes live. So if you're listening to it as it's live get yourself over there if you're not there could be still tickets available folks but uh, you may not get them at that price so until next time we'll chat to you then have a great day